This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You said my world on even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. This podcast on 97.3 The Fan is presented by Hummel Casino. Fun above all else. Free Odyssey app. The workday is coming to an end. It is five o'clock. I will see you all tomorrow. But Quinn and Chris are just getting started. Sports talk it is. Your host, Tony Quinn Jr. Now, I will say, the journey, and it was a journey, (laughs) to get to the press box is one of the the toughest journeys I've been on. And Chris Ello. He hits two home runs every game, including a glance. Excuse me. Well, it's going to be one of those days, huh? It's time to get you up to speed on all things sports. Yes! 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 With plenty of nonsense in between. Oh, look! Here comes our fearless producer! Gwen and Chris starts right now on 97.3 The Fan. Final half hour of the week for Gwen and Chris. I'm Matt Scraby in here with Frank Marchese and also in here is Sam Levitt. We will talk to him in just one second. We have had an interesting show today. We have had a show about the Padres and the article by Kevin Acey that came out in the San Diego Union Tribune kind of detailing some of the clubhouse things that have gone on this year. And if you want to hear what uh, Tony's thoughts, you can go back to our podcast at 2 p.m. at 97.3thefansd.com or on the Odyssey app. You can just search for Gwen and Chris. Tony had a you know, Tony's been in the clubhouse basically his entire life, so he knows a thing or two about clubhouses, and he's also been a player in the clubhouse as well. So it's pretty interesting stuff that Tony had to say. Go back and listen to that at 2 p.m. But our guy, Sam Levitt, Padres pre- and post-game man, he is in studio. I know you're very busy, Sam, so thank you for the uh, <laughs> five minutes that you told me I had to I had to cap it at five minutes or else talk oh, to your stop. agent. Hold on. Hold on. Or else talk to your agent. I did not say it had to be capped at five minutes, but I do have a lot to do before my show starts in about 38 minutes, including cutting some of this audio I just oh, got. Oh, so. oh okay. Well, but tell let's us be clear. Quick. Let's be clear. I did not. I did not. You did not, but your agent I did not called say me. Talk your to my agent, agent called me. Okay. <laughs> I didn't kidding. know. You know timers, what? So, sometimes rolling. that's a good agent. That's a good agent. Agents, timers rule. You know, agents, they do what they got to do, even if you don't know about it. That is true. And now I have many more questions. But go ahead, Sam. I mean, <laughs> what were you thinking? Uh, you spent a lot of time in the clubhouse. You spent a ton of time around these players. Uh, what were your thoughts when reading this article this morning? Well, look, um, 
you know, look, obviously, I know everybody's been talking about it all day. I think when I first read it this morning, you know, look, was I surprised to read something where these kinds of conversations have gone on with with players not being named? No. Right. And, and I think on two fronts, number one, when you have a season that's been as disappointing as this year has been for the Padres, considering the expectations, considering the star power, considering the payroll, I think it's pretty common for these types of things to start happening towards the end of the season and as we get towards the off season, right? This is the kind of stuff that typically starts to happen. So I don't know that I was super surprised to read it this morning. And also, I think we've all, you know, if you've watched this team and just based on what they've said on record all year, and I do like to go on what's been said on record for the most part, I think that's my job. Um, I, I don't think it's surprising to to hear some of it, um, you know, to, to hear the words culture and things like that, because clearly with as much talent as this team has, as many things have gone right for this team yeah. in 2023, the record is what it is. And it does appear that something has been missing in in the mix of what's gone on, right? I mean, that's been pretty clear. And I think for everybody, including us, including the players, including the manager, everybody really throughout months now has had a hard time putting a finger on what exactly that is. Uh, we've seen that. We've heard that for months now, right? Uh, we've we've asked those questions uh, questions all year. So from those two standpoints, I don't think I was super surprised to read this this morning. Um you know, look, a lot was written in that article about Manny. A lot was said by Manny on record. So, again, yeah. let's go by what was said on record. Uh, you know, some things that stood out to me, the the high school, college baseball comment, um, yes. you know, and... and uh, what about... Co- uh, yeah, go ahead. Sorry, I mean, it, what really stood out to me is the admission that when they were in Seattle that they... Justin wanted as much. Well, yeah, that that part of it, too. Uh, again, things that were said, you know, in credit to Kevin, uh, you know, and, and I, look, I thought he, he presented both sides, right? Because he said he had, you know, there were conversations with whatever it was, more than 30 or 30 conversations yeah. that were had with players and uh, personnel around the team. And then he did get Manny's side of the story. So I thought actually both sides in a piece that was very, very focused on Manny were represented because if that story had been written without hearing from Manny, we would all be saying today, well, you, you got to hear from Manny, right? Yeah, the reporters course, yeah. are, wa- are walking into the clubhouse today looking to hear from Manny, and we heard on record um, from Manny. Um, look, I- I'll point to this because you guys have already talked about it yeah. so much today, okay? Mm-hmm. I'll point to this part, and Kevin wrote this. From Preller to Melvin to veteran players, there is a need to figure this out. And the bottom line, if you just want to look forward into 2024, is this. Barring a crazy trade, barring something unforeseen, and who knows what happens, you know, after the final out of this season and going into the offseason. But barring any of that, the core of this team is here for a long time with Manny, with Bogarts, with Fernando, Juan Soto, at least for one more year, again, barring some sort of trade, you know, and who knows? Um, Joe Musgrove, Jay Cronenworth, Hugh Darvish, the list goes on and on and on. And from a position player standpoint, certainly Bogarts and Manny and Fernando and Jay Cronenworth, you can add, that, uh, add him to that list as well. There is a need, like Kevin wrote, to figure this out. And if there are issues, if there are um 
you know, things that need to be worked out to be ironed out. Well, it it get it ironed out before yes. the first pitch of 2024 when this season begins in Korea. I mean, seriously, yeah. you know, those things then need to be ironed out. And, and like Tony, I think, was alluding to earlier, if there are conversations, hard conversations that need to be had from up and down the organization, whether it be players, whether it be management, whether it be anybody that needs to have those conversations, um, you know, again, then it needs to be figured out because clearly, just based on what's transpired here on the field this season, um, there has been something off. I, I don't know what that is. We've all searched for that for years, not for years, for, for months and months. Yeah. I, I don't know what that is, Gravy. I don't think you know what it is. I definitely don't. I, don't. I don't know that the guys in the clubhouse know what that is. The other thing I would say, in, in addition to whatever it is, it needs to be figured out so this doesn't happen again in 2024 is I do believe, personally, that, you know, there is something to having a culture. Okay, there is such thing, and and this is where I I guess maybe personally, you know, I disagree with some of what Manny said on record, you know. You know, look, I get it. These are big league baseball players that get paid hundreds of million dollars. It's not high school. It's not college. He's right. But when you look at, you know, some of the other teams in baseball, you know, that have superstars, that have high payrolls, like the Dodgers, like the Phillies, teams that are, you know, again, laden with superstars. And this is something that I've heard directly from some people. You know, th- there is, there is, or or there seems to be a, a certain, you know, a certain culture to to those teams and, and a way they go about things and uh, a certain type of leadership and, um, you know, uh you know, in, in, in an unselfishness to it, you know, and I've heard that word, you know, uh, you know, unselfish yeah. when you talk about, you know, some of these teams that that, again, have lots of stars and, and have had lots of success. So, again, um, I think the goal for this group and these players needs to be it's a one year thing. OK, this was always going to be complicated and tricky when you brought in this many you know, stars and yes, egos and guys making lots of money and guys getting moved around positionally because other guys were coming in. I, I think we all sort of understood that when it was put together that, yes, yeah, it, it is a little bit different the way this is being put together. Um, and how do they manage through that? That was kind of the question coming into the year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and clearly, you know, something has not worked the way it should. Right. And, and, Again, back to the the culture part of it, I'm a believer as somebody who has been around, look, I spent eight seasons in the minor leagues. I've been around a lot of baseball people. I've spoken with a lot of baseball people. You know, the examples that are set, the culture, what goes on day to day, all of it, I do believe it is something that matters. And I do believe there is something to, you know, yeah, uh, uh, again, not that guys need to be best friends, but, you know, having a quote unquote you know, winning culture, you know, that's a good point. They and, and don't have to be best friends. No, no. They just need to be able to work well with each other. You know, and look, there, there are guys in that clubhouse. Juan Soto won a World Series with Washington. Mm-hmm. You know, Xander Bogarts yes. won two World Series with Boston. There are guys inside that clubhouse that, you know, and I'm, I'm not saying this to, to knock Manny or, or anybody who hasn't won a World Series in that clubhouse. But look, there are guys inside that clubhouse that have just factually been a part of a group that has accomplished that kind of thing. So, you know, I do think, you know, there are, you know, when you talk about players saying whatever, talking to Kevin, whatever it might be, 
You know, there are guys that kind of understand what that looks like, what that feels like. And, you know, if the Padres going into 2024 need to create that kind of feeling, well, maybe that's a little bit more important than than what we all originally thought. And maybe that is what is off and why the, the record is what it is. And why the one, again, it, it's hard to look at, you know, stuff inside the clubhouse and then directly translate it onto the field, yeah, it doesn't right? make any sense like, that they just all of a sudden does, can't hit right. with runners does, in scoring Does position. everybody being, does everybody, you know, having a good time and, and being, you know, you know, jolly, like, does that lead to somebody hitting a 430-foot home run down by two in the ninth inning to give your team the lead? I don't know. Maybe it, it does. Helps. Maybe it helps. I have no idea. Right. I've never done it. But look, Neither I, have I, for I, I do. I do think looking at some some other teams and and just based on and myself and being around the game and talking to a lot of baseball people, um, this stuff does matter. I, I do think that. I do. I I, I think. You know, culture and cohesiveness. That's another word that's been used a lot. Cohesiveness. Um, it does matter. So, again, I, I just come back to, and, and it's been talked about all day on the station, but I just come back to something Kevin wrote, a line that he wrote, you know, from Preller to Melvin to veteran players, there is a need to figure this out. And that should be a, a primary goal of this team heading into 2024, oh, yeah. right? Is yeah. is whatever didn't work, whatever wasn't on the same page, whatever didn't go well behind closed doors, whatever it might be, um, you know, to, to avoid this kind of thing happening again based on what the record is this season needs to get figured out. So I don't, I don't, I still don't know what that answer is, but, if there are issues, if you know, if certain guys need to step up, whatever it might be, um, yeah, it, it 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 needs to be figured out. It needs to be fixed, right? If it is a it real does. issue that is uh, affecting, obviously. if it is a real issue that is affecting this team's play and performance on the field, they cannot head into twenty twenty four with the current situation. It's just not possible. Thank you so much, Sam, for joining us. Past your five minutes. <laughs> What's coming up on your uh, pregame show? Uh, we'll hear from Bob Melvin. And... Interesting, because he's gonna. Ha- I mean, he's gonna have to comment on this, right? Um, I haven't listened to everything he said, oh, honestly, because okay. you pulled me in here as I was cutting it. I know, but, um, which is fine. Oh, that wasn't. I shouldn't have said that. No, that you're, was fine. That nice. you're fine, Sam. You're fine. Oh, okay. You're just talking to me. Uh, it's okay. But he'll talk. Well, he'll talk about Oakland. There's a lot of stuff about Oakland. I haven't even mentioned that, but yeah. Um, his return to Oakland Coliseum. So you'll hear that. There is some other stuff in here. I've got to get to it. But uh, that, normal stuff, keys to the game, pitching preview. We'll talk with Jesse Agler coming up and all that good stuff at 540. All right. Thank you very much, Sam Levitt, for right. giving your thoughts. See we are going to head to break. We are going to have a countdown on the other side. We will tell you the topic of the countdown on the other side when we get to the other side. But first, traffic. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews, or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
favorite beds. This is the perfect bed to go out to for a weekend ahead. Weekend of Padre Baseball in Oakland with the Rally Possum. The Rally Possum. I do kind of like anything rally animal. The Rally Possum is kind of sweet. Actually, there's a possum that gets caught on my uh, house camera, and it happens at night, and it is as big as a house, I swear. I swear. I remember we had a raccoon climbing up one of our palm trees one night when I had to go, well, one morning when I had to go to work, and this thing, it was as round as the tree. I open my door, I look over, and it looks back, and we make eye contact, and he just stands still as if to go... Oh, God, did he see me? <laughs> yeah, he saw me. And then, like, slowly works his way back down the tree. It was fantastic. Uh, fantastic, huh? You know, I love raccoons. I used to live in Mission Hills, and uh, we lived against a canyon, and we had this uh, skunk that lived behind us. Yeah, skunks aren't good. And, of course, we call him Pepe Le Pew. But, uh, Naturally. He or she, I don't know. But that skunk would sometimes uh, camp out under my window and would uh, spray things. And so it was not a fun skunk. We finally had to remove the skunk. I did not remove the skunk. They put the skunk in its environment, not someone's neighborhood. Anyway, Matt Scraby, Frank Marchese. You put it in the rival neighborhood. That's the fun part. You put it in the rival neighborhood? Yeah, it's like like a... like rival high schools. If you find something at one high school, you go to your rival high school, you throw it in the you throw it in oh, their dumpster. Oh, I should have put the skunk in the neighbor's yard. There you go. Man, should have thought about that 15 years ago. Sorry to his neighbor. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> because now I started something. Yes. I apologize. Well, it's not anymore that I have the the skunk problem, but now I have a possum problem. It's not actually a problem. That's but Oakland that has that problem. It's really creepy, though, when the camera thing pops up and there's the night vision of the possum looking at me. And he's like, ha ha, I am here. <laughs> <laughs> I am going to stay here. I am a possum. <laughs> anyway, we're getting silly here on a Friday. Uh, we are leading you up to Sam Levitt's post-game, post-game show, pre-game show at 540. Matt Scraby, Frank Marchese. Gwen and Chris, 97.3 The Fan. Chris is going to be back in a couple Mondays. Tony is going to be back with us on Monday. He is up at Oakland Coliseum. But right now, we thought we would do a countdown. And I thought the best sports times of the year would be a good topic. It's now time for Gwen and Chris to rank their top five of the day. Gonna grip and rip as usual. But this isn't just a regular top five list. I love it. It sounds sadistic, but I love it. This is The Countdown. And it starts right now on 97.3 The Fan. Number five. All right, so again, our countdown uh, topic today is best sports times of the year. So some of mine are going to be specific events, but it's all encompassing of the actual like part of the year. So number five for me, I'll start off, is going to be March Madness first weekend. So the Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, the first two rounds of March Madness. I love it. it, it it's always like very... Uh, it's always very disappointing to me when the first weekend is over because now you have to wait until Thursday again and then there's less games. And so I'm a little bummed about that. But March Madness, I was really bummed in 2020 when it didn't happen. Um, all Basically because the Aztecs were one of the best basketball teams in the country and they would have probably been ranked either one seed or two seed. Anyway, I love March Madness. I love the brackets. I love watching games all day. 
For me, my number five is going to be uh, Super Bowl time, like right around there. And the reason why it is so low, I'm sure, to a lot of people is I just get so footballed out. It's it's virtually a year-round sport. You never stop talking about it. People never stop asking about it. For me, uh, having worked with CBS Sports Network, I was getting que- we were getting questions all year long about it. Like there were guys calling the show, calling the shows in April, wanting to know about the NFC North. It's like who cares? I don't care about the Lions. But anyway, it's still the big game. Still, there's a there's a magic about it that even with someone as curmudgeony as me. <laughs> Uh, about football still you still get up for the big game yes you have to get up for the big game yeah number four my number four is going to be football as well and i just crossed it out because uh, i'm not necessarily a big super bowl fan i obviously love the super bowl i love watching it but the game itself kind of falls flat sometimes so i'm not gonna put super bowl on my list but i am gonna put super wild card weekend on on my list because that weekend in the playoffs for the nfl is awesome they have games from saturday morning through sunday night i think it's six games all the games usually end up being great um and that's just the start to playoff season for football and while playoffs is happening it's also christmas time around and holiday time and new year's and so you just feel a little jolly during that time of year. So that's my number four. For me, it's for me. It's going to be the start of college basketball season. The and start? Part of it is because I'm a Hofstra fan and they're never in the tournament. And the most recent time they were in the tournament, COVID shut it down, so they never got to play in it. <laughs> um, but yeah, for me, I, I enjoy college basketball a lot more than I do the NBA and for a school like for a small conference school to be a fan of like Hofstra, it really is. The season still matters. The season matters a lot. For Hofstra? Yeah, because if they don't win if they oh. don't win the conference oh, championship, oh. they're not I in. It's not like it's not like a an SEC where the top five teams make yeah. it into the tournament. Yeah. You have to win the conference championship. Yeah. So if you're if you're a fan of a small conference team, the start of the season is is more fun than than okay. the tournament because right, it, every that. game still matters. Yeah, I can buy that. What? Um, where is Hofstra? Long Island, Union Long Dale, Island, right, right next to uh, right next to the Nassau Coliseum. So. Great. Don't know anything about the Nassau Coliseum, but well, thank you. There you go. Number three. My number three is the Masters. Hello, friends. I love the Masters. It's the first major of the year. It's amazing. I love, like, when that comes around, that means that uh, baseball is starting. It's right around there. It also means that the golf major season is starting because then you have four majors in four months. It also means that summer's coming. It also means that I get to uh, see someone put on a green jacket. I just love the Masters. I get to see the azaleas. I get to hear Jim Nance and his silky smooth pipes. All right, I'm going to stop now, Frank. I'm getting into it more and more. The Masters, really? Yeah. The uh, I was never really a golf guy, but I am starting to wow. starting to follow it a little bit more. Okay. The best was what was it? The two minor league announcers for baseball that called. Oh one yeah, inning. that was fantastic. That was pretty funny. For me, uh, it's number three. For me, it's coming up. Start of hockey season. Love, love, love hockey big islander fan we're going to be god awful again this year <laughs> but i was so happy when the gulls came back because that was games i can go to now that were affordable i didn't have to drive all the way up to anaheim 
it was so nice. So the start of hockey season for me, that's that's a primo time for me. You know, I, I'm not necessarily the biggest hockey fan, but I do like watching hockey, and I do like going to see games, and goals games are re- really fun. And it's good, like you said, that they're back so we can go to those games um, because the Ducks are terrible, I think, right? Yeah, they were not good last year. All I remember they're... is, like, they were their record was, like, one of the worst yeah. ever. Yeah, they had, like they, that. I believe they got screwed out of the top, the number one pick out of the lottery oh. so that oh, was, they had the the yeah. nhl lottery yep just copying the nba i mean they do play the <laughs> same amount of games it is crazy to me that they play 82 basketball games but they also play 82 hockey games in a regular season that mm-hmm. is insane to me because hockey players are like getting in car crashes every single night yeah it's insane mm-hmm. it's insane number two number two is gonna be this time of year the fall time of year because i love when we go into october it's halloween it's uh, the 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 time change. I like it when it gets dark a little bit earlier because it just feels like it's getting into the holiday season. Also, um, the uh, football season starting, baseball season is ending. One of my favorite times of the year is the the end of the the season because some of, like it's it's crazy to me in baseball. You can play 161 games and it comes down to the final game, and it really does mean that every game matters because a game back in May will definitely come back and bite you at the end of the season if you if you don't win it. It's like, oh, we just lost one game. No, it's not like that. It could really mess with the team later in the year. So fall sports season is where I'm at. You'll notice a trend. My number two is the start of baseball season. Opening day or just yes, the start? Yes, opening day, opening week, like that area. You get through your first opening series, and then you go on the road for the first time, and you get their opening week. It's it, The beginning is fun for me because I'm still disillusioned that the Mets might actually make it. I'm I'm like hyped up. I'm ready to go. I want to see what this new team is. By the beginning of May, that's worn off, and we're out of it already. But... <laughs> Yeah, the the start of baseball season, it's the start of a new beginning, it's the start of your summer, it's you're ready, you're, you're just ready for it to be back. And after an, after a ridiculously long month of spring, spring training, training yeah. you're just ready for it to start. Yeah, I feel that. I feel that. Spring training can drag on for a little bit, especially because Tony, he reports for his, uh, his duties, and so that's the beginning of our, of our, of the Gwen and Chris baseball season, which is quite stressful sometimes. And when, when the season's over, it, it's much easier. Yep. So, yeah. Especially anyway. when you're working spring training games and absolutely nothing is going on. Yes, of course. Number one. My number one, Frank, is opening day. Opening day itself. I love opening day. I have always loved opening day. I don't know why I love it so much. It's not that big of a deal, really, in a in a 162 season. Uh, Tony Gwynn would Tony Gwynn Sr. would not like me because I'm the guy who shows up on day one but not day two, and he always liked the people that showed up on day two. Uh, but that has changed over the years. I go to a ton of games now, and, and I really appreciate what baseball is on opening day because baseball is the national pastime, they say. I don't know if it's like that anymore, but on opening day, it's an event. I feel like it's, it's, it's something that I should be paying attention to as an American. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's an like I said, it's an event. Yeah, opening day is, is totally opening is. day is the event. For me, my number one is the last weekend of January through the first two or so weeks of February. Rolex twenty four at Daytona, the twenty four hour endurance <laughs> Frank is race. A big auto yes, guy. yes, I am. 
the 24-hour endurance race at Daytona. Then you have the uh, the Bud Shootout. Oh NASCAR. yeah, yeah, yeah. Then it's qualifying, the duels, and then all the ra- then the trucks, Xfinity and Cup Series all go. That month is just pure heaven. A very very close. I'll say a one A is Memorial Day weekend because that's the Monaco Grand Prix, the Indy 500, and the Coke 600 all on that day. It doesn't get any better than that. Chef's kiss. As exactly. They say. By the Are way, you only... an Indy 500 guy? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Uh, by the way, only four more races left. Four more Saturdays up at Barona Speedway. By the way, starting this <laughs> Saturday night at six. I did o'clock. not think you were going there, but there you go, Barona Speedway. Twenty dollars, twenty bucks apparently. Um, all right, good countdown, Frank. Good show, Frank. Today has been uh, interesting because of the Kevin Acey article the San Diego Union Tribune put out this morning. Uh, we talked about it at length today. So if you want to, if you're just tuning in and you want to hear what we had to say a little bit earlier, you can go to our website, 973thefansd.com, or you can go to the Odyssey app and you can type in Gwen and Chris and search that and find the show that way. Uh, Tony, Tony Gwynn Jr. gave his opinion in the first hour um, while he was with us. So you can go back and listen to hear what Tony had to say about. You know, a guy who was in a clubhouse as a player. So he had some uh, different thoughts that you probably can't get anywhere else here in town. And uh, so, yeah, do that. Go back to the website, 973thefansd.com or the Odyssey app. Search Gwen and Chris for that. Thank you very much, Frank. Appreciate it. Thank you to Sam Levin for coming in here. And thanks to everybody who's uh, been supporting me this week. It's been your belief in me makes me a better person, I believe. Go to the weekend with that, everybody. Good night. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You said my world on even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Ready to expand your financial game? NerdWallet can coach you on smart strategies like choosing investments, finding your next credit card, and setting a budget that works for you. Score major points towards your summer vacation by learning expert tips for choosing a high-yield savings account and how to build wealth by investing in index funds. Slide into summer with smarter decisions in 2024. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you.